This is Dark Strange and the Dude. Hello there, dear listener, and welcome once again to the podcast that is Doc Strange and the Dude. I'm Doc Strange. And I'm the Dude. He is the Dude. He is the Dude, and we are very happy today. I've got to tell you, Dude, I was crying my eyes out watching the inauguration. Oh, my God. I don't think I've been that relieved well, I mean, I have. I've relieved myself quite a few times, but I, I don't think I've been that relieved watching somebody become the, pri- uh, the president of the United States um, and just the whole pomp and circumstance. And, and amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not had this sense of political hope since, two, you know, before our referendum in 2016. It's, it's been that long to, to feel glad about something in the political sphere. What a, what a joyous moment. It is definitely. I mean, it it feels to me like we've been lost at sea, clinging on to a life raft for so long, and we've, you know, friends have died. They've been eaten by sharks. We, all kinds of things have happened, and then all of a sudden we can see this lighthouse, and and we know that they're coming for us, and the sea is calm, and and there's, you know, the sun's coming up, and it's like we're saved. I know that there's coral reefs and I know that there's other things going on. We just, we have to be careful, but there's a chance. There's more than a chance now that we're going to, we're going to be okay. But it, it, it is something that we have to hold on to. Yeah. I mean, when, when you start listening to literally the first words coming out of his mouth, as he started speaking, it's like, oh my God, we've got an adult in the room again. We've actually got someone with some competence that can think through a global issue and not just and coherence. Yeah, not just you know throw all his toys out of the pram. The the minute anything goes against him, he would actually sit down and go, "How do I work around this problem that I'm now facing?" It's 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 a real moment of hope. It it, it especially when you see all the people that he's got on, on his team. You know, yeah. all, all the brilliant minds and scientists and Pulitzer Prize winners and you know Nobel laureates and it's just everybody's there to. To put in what they what they know their their knowledge and what they've spent their lifetimes to achieve, not just a bunch of grifters that just want to profit from from the people and and they've got people now there's a government that actually cares about the people and wants to make the the United States not great again unified, and they want to end the uncivil war that's been going on uh, and and to ease the divide and when Biden said. You know, just imagine standing in someone else's shoes just for a moment. You know, just have a feeling what everyone else is going through. And we've got to stop being so selfish and look after each other. If we don't join together, we're not going to beat this. And I just, it was fantastic. If you've not listened to the Biden inauguration speech, please just stop this podcast now. Go and listen to it. It's the most fabulous speech I I well I mean apart from uh, you know Martin Luther King um, you know I have a dream speech I mean to me nothing beats that but uh, it, it's a close second so yeah go and go and listen to it and then come back yeah I mean it's hopefully it's a return to the era of experts of qualified thought being put into decision making again something that you know both America and ourselves have been missing for so long and no wonder you know that we're facing the highest death rates from things like covid 
because we've abandoned expertise and America really has got a chance now and for them to once again become the beacon of light and hope for the rest of the world and I hope that you know we jump on board uh, uh, and grasp that opportunity to say yeah this is how it should be done we should have qualified people making the decisions for our well-being and, and, and to improve our lives. I found it amazing and heartwarming to to think that democracy has has won and and that after the last four years you know the united states of america has been in a very very dark place i mean the whole world has really but to see uh, now that there's a chance that when our, our children and our children's children look back you know they can see the dark place that they came from and that they they built on on that and they they improved and worked together and and made the united states the place that it really should be for everybody and that is just wonderful having someone that can for example stand up to china and not just you know give in to any demand because they want to get a hotel building approved someone that's acting in the national interest and the global interest you know we we might finally have a chance of of seeing someone go Let's get serious about climate change because Joe Biden does sound very concerned about it. He recognises the threat to both America and the rest of the world that, that climate change is posing. And so to have someone willing to take on such a massive challenge is just awesome news for everybody. Even though it's, you know, it's not our country and we've still got a shit ton of problems to deal with here, hopefully having that force means that the kleptomaniacs that we've got in charge of our country have to sort of step up their game and be serious politicians again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you can't keep acting the way you are doing when you see the actual adults in the room. You know, our lot, the, the, the Tories are going to look like toddlers compared to these guys, and they, they really need to get their shit together because... Basically, the Tory party that we've got now, who are just, you know, UKIP and, and BMP in disguise, they are, um, they're not in it for us. They're not trying to make this country a better place for us. They're trying to fleece it. They're trying to take as much out of it as they possibly can. That's their job. That's all they, they care about. And, you know, the whole idea of the Trumpist lies just lie about everything and, and, and don't give people a chance to figure out, you know, whether it's true or not, is, is despicable because if you can't trust your politicians and I, if you can't trust the people that are supposed to be making your country work for you, then who can you trust? The, the whole idea is, is that they are the people working for the people so that everything works properly, so that people don't go hungry, they're not homeless, so that there isn't racial tension, so that everybody has a job, that no children go hungry, that, that people that are ill or dying of COVID get cared for, that there is a, a free NHS, or th that we do have freedom of movement. All these things benefit the people and in turn benefit the country. Why would they take all that away? Why would they take away workers' rights? Why would they take away human rights? Why would they work with governments that promote genocide? Why would a Tory government do that? Why would they uh, allow deals to go through government without being checked uh, and scrutinised? It's because it's all about 
profit. It's about them benefiting from us, whether it's Liz Truss giving £155 million contract uh, to uh, the, the, I forgot his name, the guy that worked for her. Um, and he, he's, he's made an absolute killing on PPE, on masks that apparently weren't fit for purpose. And and it turns out that he's changed his name, changed his company name, and now he's an unlimited company, and nobody knows exactly how much money has been taken. But this is happening all the time. Why would a government allow that? And then why would a government cover it up? Well, today the Byline Times has come out with a story that shows that a third of a billion pounds worth of contracts have gone to companies connected to Lord Ashcroft. This is on a day where today... They've announced we've had 1,820 deaths to COVID. Add that to yesterday's, that's a 9-11. By the end of this week, we're going to be at three 9-11s and a Titanic. If you want a comparison to how many people are dying in this country, what is the point where they are, are, are kicked out of office? That, that, you know, that they're replaced by anyone. You, know, you, mean, we... you mean at what, at what point? Not what is the at what point? Will they be removed from office? What point do we go, enough is enough, we need a, a government of national unity from members across the whole political spectrum, but people with expertise, people that can actually take on this challenge, efficiently organise our resources so that lives can be saved. Um, we just can't see this spiralling death rate just keep going up and up and up. While people are profiteering. And every time it does go up, we can trace it back to a decision that this government has made, whether it be, you know, easing lockdown so that people can get together for a piss up at Christmas. Eat out to help out. The list goes on. You know, me, I would rather have, you know, my parents alive than, you know, have one last sherry with, and a mince pie with them at Christmas. It's it's beyond belief and it's, it's beyond incompetence now. It is, as you say, it's criminal. It is criminal negligence on behalf of our government and they need replacing. Where is the serious f uh, fraud squad? You know, the, uh, the, the, somebody must be looking at this government and seeing what's going on and seeing all the... It's not just cronyism, it's actual theft. It, it's, it's somebody coming along and saying, I can provide what you need for X amount of money when they know that the government is willing to pay 25% more than, than, than what's offered. You, if you knew that somebody was willing to pay more than you were about to charge them, you're going to charge them more because you know they can afford it. And that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's coming along and saying, well, yeah, it's not 75p, it's a pound. And they go, yeah, that's no problem. And it turns out it, it only costs five pence to make. Why are they selling masks for £3.50 per mask when the masks only a couple of months uh, before the pandemic cost 16 pence each? What the fuck is that about? I mean, we're coming up to the point where I'm surprised that the, to be honest, that we're still buying vaccines and that actually the the resources for making them haven't just been commandeered because it, it's like a war. Do you know what I mean? If you were in a world war, they would commandeer the factories to make munitions. This is a biological war and we should be essentially commandeering those facilities and making as much vaccine as we need. There comes a time where you go, we can't afford for you to profit from this for the next, you know, X amount of months or whatever. You know, I'm sorry, but you lose the right to make money off this. That knowledge that you have belongs to us all, whether you've got copyrights and patents or whatever. We have a right to life and that trumps your right to profit.
we, we, we're at a, a dangerous time where there's no way to, that we can physically see to change things because of parliamentary you know, sovereignty. Uh, I certainly use that in inverted commas these days because they tend to keep voting for things that gives up their right for, to make decisions on our behalf and just let them do what they want. Yeah, like the trade deals. No scrutiny on the trade deals. Well, why? Why yeah. would you not want to know what you're getting in a deal? So we can't get through a vote of no confidence because they'll just pat themselves on the back and deny it all and claim they're still doing a good job. But the turning point is definitely on the horizon because the Brexiters are waking up to what they've done. We've seen fishing come to a standstill. The, the, some of the, great, the greatest proponents of Brexit were the fishermen and now they're the ones that are... Well, it turns out they're being they're being paid, they're being silenced, they're being bribed, they they they're getting a huge amount of money as a as a bailout, but really it's hush money. It's that like we're going to give you this now. Be quiet. It's it's not actually that a uh, huge amount of money. It's only twenty three million quid. Now, when you take into account that only six percent of fishermen are actual, you know, mom and pops small fishermen businesses, the rest are just you know, owned by a handful of, of companies that own all of the fishing rights. You can bet your bottom dollar it'll be the big companies that get the fat share of that 23 million. Yeah. And the little you know fishermen it. will get bugger all. And that's the point where we've seen this week, you know, the fishermen driving lorries down around Parliament and, and, and causing, you know, a ruckus around there. I'm a little bit disappointed. I they was gutted. They were empty. Rotting fish all over them. Yeah. <laughs> they think they deserve to do <laughs> that. that. I wanted the, the, the copper that pulled him over and said, right, son, open up the back. And, and, and the guy went, are you sure? And he goes, well, yeah. just stand there. And then the, the copper's just covered in, in, in like three tonne of fish. I'd be, you know, he's all right, obviously, but that'd be hilarious. Just the, uh, and, the hat and on op- the top. <laughs> yeah, just the hat on the top of the, all these place. Um, his hat in the right place. So, yeah, and it didn't happen. It did in my head. Yeah. It happened in my head. But also, it's not just the fishermen, though, now. We're at the point where, you know... You're, you're... Roger Daltrey! <laughs> well, yeah, won't get toured again. <laughs> Should have died oh, before he got my... old. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a dickhead. I mean, now he's Sorry, got the Roger, nerve. You... Yeah. How, he, how he's got the nerve to put his name to that bit of paper when he was the one, you know, swinging his mic was... and championing it. Yeah, he was so rude about it and... You know, saying how we were traitors and ignorant and everything else, and y- y- then now he's like, "Oh, oh, what are you doing to us? We've told you, we told you, and you made out like it was a lot of old shit and laughed at us." It's good that he's coming around. I mean, you know, we do need prominent Brexiters to see the light and start saying this is a mistake. But is he saying it's a mistake, or is he just trying to cover his own ass for the next time he wants to take the Who on tour? I mean, I don't think it's even hit him that his salmon farm's now knackered and he won't be able to export his salmon. You know, he's not even had that wake-up call. But farmers are facing the same problems because you've got, not only have you got fish rotting on docks, you've got meat rotting in lorries waiting to try and get through customs as well. So, it's you know, it's, it's rippling down to all levels. In London, you know, the city of London, the financial sector is in absolute turmoil and every day, more and more transactions are just being moved abroad. And, and, you know, the bankers themselves, they're all going abroad. You know, like I remember back in the day when there was talk of introducing the Tobin tax and they said, well, where are the bankers going to go? You know, 
City of London is the, the strongest place to do deals in the world, they won't go anywhere. Back then, they wouldn't have because it was the strongest place in the world. Now we've cut the access to, you know, the financial markets off from the City of London. They have to go. There's nowhere else where they can do their business. If you haven't got free movement of, of, of money, then they can't trade. If you haven't got the financial passport in, they can't do the business. And that is going to be the real hit to the economy because then we've got no money left to pay for schools, hospitals, you know, all of the things that we that we rely on. I agree. And I, I don't have too much to add um, when it comes to numbers. I'm not a big uh, numbers fan. I just like uh, the fact that once upon a time, I, I used to go out, make people laugh. They'd give me money. I'd go home. And everybody was happy. It was a good arrangement. <laughs> you know, it was a good arrangement. And, and I would then use that money to pay for bills and buy things and, you know, get about and have holidays and whatever. And, and all that's gone. It's just, the, it's just the weirdest thing. I've always been able to make a few quid. I've always managed. Do you know what I mean? I've always done okay. And everything I've done in my whole life, is is gone and i'm like what the what, what do i do honestly i'm like i think i should just run for local government or something and uh, i don't know be some independent because i would be the the most honest politician anyone has ever known you know people say has he got skeletons in his closet or whatever and go, yeah probably you know but who, who hasn't um but nothing bad the good thing is when you're our age anything that you did do in the past it was before facebook cool. and camera phones yeah. <laughs> there isn't the evidence of it <laughs> like there was back for some of the people coming up yeah there's just the hearsay thank god there wasn't mobile phones when i was in my 20s and 30s flipping heck uh, <laughs> but you know <laughs> or even even in my teens um yeah a lot of my friends are dead uh sadly so yeah it's, yeah it's just I mean, whatever i tell people now <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like if we just go back to Joe Biden at the minute, I mean, yes, it, it, it is certainly a moment of hope having got rid of Schittler. But um, from our point of view, we also have to be aware that Joe Biden isn't necessarily our friend to the no. UK. You know, his no, loyalties will lie with Ireland uh, and his loyalties will lie with America and if America is looking to rebuild its economy, getting its hands on our NHS is a very profitable thing for America. It is. It really is. And for the drug companies as well. And now that the Tories, you know, have, have voted against protecting the NHS, then, you know, it, it's all up for grabs. Yes, it is. Because of all the the drug companies that are going to be, the American uh, pharmaceuticals are going to be um, charging far more than, than we have been paying for drugs uh, you know through the eu i mean the prices will be phenomenal um 10 30 50 100 times as much ridiculous as it sounds even more than that uh, and also if you know the americans do get their hands on the nhs i mean don't forget amazon does have all of your medical records it's got every single medical record goes through amazon they've already got all that um but uh if if they get hold of your um, uh, your medical records and everything, the next thing is is they're going to be charging you for for the services. And um, before you know it, you're going to, 
they're already doing it. it you know it used to be oh you get this for free and that for free and it's like oh yeah but you need a hernia operation as an example uh, that's 1500 pound and you go oh well that and they go yeah but it's specialized in that and we don't do that so it's better if you pay for it and plus it's quicker and, and people go oh okay and and they've been doing that with lots of different um surgeries and, and i can't give you anything just look it up um it, it, that's how they'll do it is they'll just put it in bit by bit and before you know it you know you you're paying just to get through the door yeah exactly that it's it's not just the drugs it's you know it's like getting an ambulance you know in america if you want an ambulance that's two grand you oh, know means, yeah. if you want an x-ray that's another you know 500 quid it's every little bit that you that we get for free women pay i think it was three thousand six hundred dollars to give birth yeah, so you're going to be looking at backstreet births again, not just backstreet abortions. Can you imagine you're pregnant, you get to the hospital, and they say, before we get it out, can you pay this, please? That That's mental. Yeah, and then if you need an incubator or something, you know, if something yeah. goes wrong in that yeah, birth... Yeah, you're paying rental on it. <laughs> you know, and people don't see it. The people that that have, you know, believed the Brexit lie... They don't see how they've exposed all of us to this. You don't miss what you've got until it's gone. Yeah, for for all the you know the big lie on the bus about extra money every week for the NHS, that's just absolute rubbish. And they should have known long before that. You know, long before the referendum, Farage was on record saying the future of of healthcare in this country is to move to an American insurance system. And why would he say that? Because he profits from that. Yeah, and it's all about... Well, it's this selfish ideology that I'm paying for me and why should I pay for anybody else to have anything? Else, yeah. You know, it's this selfish dogma that, that is the driving force behind all of it. I work all year. Why am I giving my money to some lazy benefit scrounger who does nothing and just smokes fags and drinks booze all day? And yet these very same people who are complaining... And making like, making out like people who need benefits, and they're not benefits; it's necessities. Why? What happens when the COVID comes and they're out of work and they end up on furlough or trying to get universal income? I've given up on that bloody waste of time. Honestly, uh, lose. I've lost the will to live so many times. I'm, I'm just doing without. I've been on Twitter this week, you know, arguing against people that have been in response to the, the you know, the feeding kids with these food parcels. And people yeah. coming up with ideas saying, well, I think we should put the money onto like a like a, a credit card that they can only use to spend on food or, or whatever. They can't buy fags and, and, and alcohol and drugs and all this. And I was like, who are you to take away my, you know, my individual self, my self-sufficiency? After I've paid self-worth. into a, how, after I've paid into a system for over 30 years through tax, because I've always worked since, you know, I left school. Now that I'm, you know, with a disability that's come about through, you know, this whole situation, now that I need support, you're telling me that I can no longer manage my finances when I used to be a bank manager. How dare you? How dare you assume that, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to turn to crack because I no longer have a job? Like, who do you think you are? And wait till it happens to you. Wait till, you know, the shop that you work in closes or the factory that you work in suddenly says... We can't do this anymore because we haven't got uh, the supply chain that we need to, to, to produce in this country and we're moving the factory abroad. 
you can't even now go to abroad with the company because you've just sacrificed freedom of movement and freedom to work in that country. So you'll be on benefits as well. And when you are, let's see if you're suddenly still banging the drum to have your independence taken away from you. See if you still feel so bloody righteous, you know, telling people how they should live their lives. The food parcels themselves have shown that you cannot trust these people to make the decisions because if you compare what people were being delivered compare it to the next week where they gave them 30 quids worth of vouchers and look at the shopping they got in you know when you put the two together you got more than half an onion and a and a money bag with half a tin of tuna in it you actually got you know food you can eat food you can make last a week and food that will actually feed your children and give them the energy to learn to develop and to become active members of society and then pay in the system to pay your pension how very dare you yeah i mean too many people are like well i'm all right jack i'm fine you know it's not me it's not when you see homeless people you know you see some guy begging on the street or some woman or whatever and they got some dog with them uh, what's the point i'm not giving them any money they're only going to spend it on drugs or alcohol it's fucking hell if they're on the street if they've got nothing, if they're begging, yeah, give them money for drugs and alcohol. For fuck's sake, you miserable twat. I don't think they want a sandwich. I mean, the fact is, there's people on the street who were on the... There were no reason for them to be on the street other than maybe they lost their job or they got divorced or their business went... They went out of business. Something happened, something tragic. And you're only a few payments away from you know, getting your house repossessed, you know, if you haven't got the money to pay your mortgage, before you know it, if you don't have the savings, things can spiral really quickly, especially if you're not very good with money, you know, and or, or you have a drinking problem or whatever, you don't know. So you can't walk around and look at these people like they're, they're not as good as you because that can be you, that can be you. And that's what, what uh, Joseph was saying, Joe Biden was saying about... You know, we have to be willing to help each other and and give a helping hand because you don't know when you're going to need a helping hand. You know, you've got to pay it forward. I noticed a very subtle change, actually, within the homeless uh, part of our society in that go back five years and you might see somebody sat there with a, a sign that says homeless and hungry, right? In the last two years, I've noticed those signs have changed. They now say, need £17.50 for a hostel room for tonight. Please give generously. Because they've realised that they have to show to these, you know, sanctimonious people walking by them that they are just trying to find somewhere safe for the night. You know, that they can't just will themselves into, you know, finding accommodation. Like um, this... Oh, what's his name? There's a, a Tory that came out this, this week saying, well, people should save up for a deposit for a flat. How am I supposed to save up five grand for a deposit on a flat when I've not literally got a roof over my head tonight? You know? That's the Tory the Tory um, guy that wants to be the, the uh, mayor of London, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I don't think he'll win either. You know, I think it's um, Sadiq. Londoners, Londoners see through that guy. Yeah, seriously, I no, hope so. It... I really hope so because we all need to, like Joe was saying, we all need to start pulling together. And it's, 
I, I, I question every day who is still thinking that if an election came around, they would still vote for the Tories. You know, is is 100,000 deaths not enough? Is destroying the fishing economy not enough? Is destroying the farming economy not enough? Is, you know, saying that we'll trade with people that commit genocide not enough to turn your stomach? Is starving children not enough for you to say these people haven't got my interests in? Is spending 20 billion on a track and trace system that doesn't work and leaves your population exposed to dying not enough for you to see you're making a bad choice and just saving yourself one or two P on your income tax really isn't good enough justification for the damage you are causing to your loved ones and your neighbours and yourself. What kind of an arsehole do you have to be to see all the damage that's being done and think, no, actually, I'm all right with that. I mean, who is in their right mind looking at the border situation we've got and going, this is down to COVID? Nothing to do with my decision. You know, and, and that's You're what I think about Northern Ireland. Well, Northern Ireland, you know, any kind of trading with, with Europe. I mean, like I say, the fishermen are now landing their fish in Denmark to, to avoid doing the paperwork. 72-hour round trip. Because they can't afford to fish any other way. The, 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 the town of Peterhead that was, you know, 90-odd percent in favour of vote leave, they, uh, they've they now seen that massive fishing uh, area, the, the, the dock and trading market, is a ghost town. It's empty. No one's doing any business. They've literally ripped the heart of their own community uh, and economy out of the system. What Margaret Thatcher did for the miners, Boris Johnson has done for the fishers. Well, I was going to say, yeah, she uh, she starved miners. He's starving miners, as in young'uns. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow is the day that I've been calling for the clown for every town action. Now, I realise with Storm Kristoff oh, yeah. on the horizon, people not, might not want to be outside and having clown makeup running down the clothes. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't still do it. You know, you can take your pictures at home. You can still do all the activities that you'll find in the videos on my uh, Twitter account and my YouTube. I account. might send a photograph of me sat on the toilet with the clown makeup on. Maybe. Well, that'll sum up the shits that we've got, I suppose. It, it probably would, yes. So, yes, dear listener, get involved with that if you want to. Um, how, we, how do people get hold of you, uh, dear dude? You can always find me on Twitter, at Holy Mole. And of course, you can, if you want to lend me a helping hand, go to patreon.com slash Holy Mole. There you go. And if you're feeling very generous and you generous, 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 and you fancy <laughs> geriatric, uh, yeah, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can find me at uh, chrisdocstrange.com and uh, on Twitter, at chrisdocstrange. So that's how we're begging over with... Um, we don't expect you to give us anything. If you just share, if you if you share the podcast and our tweets, we'd be very, very uh, grateful. Um, if you comment, if you let us know what it is you want us to talk about. Uh, we are um, getting together a little bit of a comedy sketch show uh, with uh, Strange Mole Productions. And um, it, it, what have we called it? The Strange Mole Show? The Strange Mole Show. Yeah, we're hoping to get yeah. that out for probably the end of this month. Yeah. We're working on it. Well, actually, Ian's writing it and he's going to give me the words and I'll read them out in silly voices, basically. <laughs> so, that's the idea. <laughs> that's, that's about the size of it. And if you fancy getting involved, if, you, if you're good at improv uh, or you're good at voices, if you're naturally funny, 
please get in touch. Um, there's no money in it for any of us. It's just cathartic and it's um, it's something to do, isn't it, during lockdown. So thank you very much for listening. Dear listener, you are superb. We are in a brave new world. Uh, the 20th of January, 2021, anything can happen. Uh, Kamala Harris has proven that, becoming the first black uh, Indian uh, female vice president of the United States of America and possibly one day uh, the president itself. So, uh, yeah, anything can happen. So, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your dreams, uh, do your best, you know, and uh, follow, follow your passion. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, this was Doc Strange and the Dude. I'm Doc Strange. And I'm the Dude. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Card Wars are gonna start up, put up with happy police. Brexit will cloud your judgement, put up with happy police. Take out the easy built economy, it's out of style. You'll be so glad that you had a bite to eat, cause it's been a while. Take up a peasant outlook, vote for that noble chin. Wipe up that full of doubt look, just let the Tories win. They spread bullshit all over the place, just put up with happy place. They're now British fish. Put up with happy place. that better and happier fish bought. Put up with happy place. And if you're cross and bitterish, don't sit and whine. Think up banana bends impoverished, and you'll be fine. I know a girl who chose this. She said it's Project Fear. She wouldn't listen to me. Now there's no fishing here. So sing shanties while you are replaced And put up with happy place Don't that better and happier fish for it You can support Doc Strange and the Dude by making a donation via ko-fi.com slash chrisdocstrange or ko-fi.com slash holymole To find out more about our rejoin campaign please register at eurejoin.co.uk. Doc Strange and the Dude is a Strange Mole production.